Dreaming of a better sleep? Tossing and turning is not your destiny. And Ollie is here to help. Ollie invites you to sink into sweet, sweet slumber to improve your mental and physical health and overall wellness. More than just melatonin, Ollie's ingredients help you unwind your mind for a delightfully dreamy drift off. Sleep is on the way at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. Hello and welcome. This is Colleen O'Grady, the host of the Power Your Parenting Moms of Teens podcast. This is a gathering place for moms of preteens, teens, and young adults. My mission is to first and foremost support and encourage you, mom, so that you can live well and reclaim your life. Two, the show will help you have the best possible relationships with your teens so that you can communicate, motivate, and guide them effectively and actually enjoy them. And third, I will bring you top-notch guests who will share the newest in adolescent research and trends so you can be prepared and aware of what your teens are facing today. Always you will leave each episode armed with practical parenting tips. Welcome back everyone to the 208th episode of Power Your Parenting Moms of Teens podcast. I'm Colleen O'Grady, the host of the show. One of the biggest privileges in my life is that I get to have authentic conversations with people for a living. I've been a marriage and family therapist and licensed professional counselor for 30 years. And that comes out to about 50,000 hours. And most of those hours have been listening to moms and teens and young adults. Typically, a mom comes into my office or online And I can see it on her face, a sadness or shame that she feels like she's failing as a mom or failing at life. After a few pleasantries, mom finally feels safe enough to say her worst fear about herself and about her son or daughter. And when she jumps off that cliff and speaks her truth, the tears flow. Mom feels part embarrassment and part relief that someone finally has heard the truth her story. My role here is to create a safe place, a sacred place for mom to speak her fears, her worries, and give her space to figure out what's going on with her teen, her family, and her life. What I see on mom's face often is a question. The question is, do you judge me? And this actually is a very reasonable question because mom's are frequently judged by their teens, their husbands, their mothers, or other moms at school. Mom may not use those words, but she has the right to ask me that question. To be honest, there was a time I would have judged her. And you guessed it, that was before I was a mom. I had been the rock star youth minister to thousands of teens. I frequently presented on adolescence for my professional organization. When I saw teens in my private practice, I would tend to side with them. But then I became a mom. Raising a tween teen and young adult daughter was like being thrown into the fiery furnace where all judgment was purged out of me. When I couldn't control my daughter or the outcomes, I felt judged. My number one judge was myself. But I also felt judged by family, friends, and other moms. Because of my professional experience, I thought, I should know better. 
which meant I should be able to control all outcomes. My goal in this podcast is to set you free of judgment. My daughter is now 27 and my favorite human being in the whole world. And I have a whole other perspective that I want to share with you. Judgment has never been the point. Our growth as humans is the point. In my book, Dial Up the Dream, Make Your Daughter's Journey to Adulthood the Best for Both of You, I talked about a verse that comes from wisdom literature, which is, just like a grinding wheel, so does one person sharpen another. What I thought before I was a mom was that I would sharpen my daughter. That was my job, to shape her. But today I realize that we mutually sharpened each other. So where does this judgment come from? I think it comes from the good mom, bad mom phenomenon. We think of motherhood as one ginormous report card. And every day we ask ourselves, am I a good mom or a bad mom? But in this report card, there are no B's or C's or even D's. We give ourselves either an A for good mom or F for being a bad mom. So what is the criteria for our grading scale of A or F? Most often, the criteria on our daily grade is how our teen is behaving. If they are literally making good grades in classes, if they are successful in sports or dance or band or football or golf, if they comply with our rules and the school rules and behave, then we give ourselves an A. If you are part of a faith tradition and your teens comply and follow the rules of church, temple, Sunday school, then you get an A. If your kids do their chores, clean their room, are polite and respectful to you and your family, then you are a good mom. If all your teens stay away from vaping, smoking, drinking, or partying, if they are of a cheery disposition and are grateful and appreciative, then you are a good mom. If they control their anger and never drop the F-bomb, always tell the truth, come home on time, then we get an A as a mom. But when the bad grade comes or the bad mood erupts, we instantly give ourselves and our teen an F. This mom report card way of life makes us judge ourselves and our teens every single day. We are angry at our teens for making us look bad because we don't want to make an F in mothering and we don't want to be judged We get really, really angry with our teens, like lava coming from the depths of the earth. And it can erupt in our words and in our actions. And then our teens erupt back at us in kind. Yes, you guessed it. This can be the source of a lot of household drama. The mom report card is a terrible way to make sense of your life as a mom for a thousand reasons. The underlying principle here is that perfection is possible. The perfect mom and the child is possible. That controlling and engineering the perfect teen is possible. It implies that our kids have the capacity to be mature in middle school, high school, every day, every minute, every second. It implies that all teens are perfect. All your teens' friends, boyfriends, and girlfriends are perfect. Our culture's perfect. That there are no hardships, no difficulties, no lasting effects from the COVID years. 
Our schools are perfect with perfect teachers, that our homes, schools, communities are all perfect, and everywhere your teen goes has a positive impact on them. Yes, of course, this is absolutely absurd. We live in an imperfect, hard, difficult era, maybe the most difficult time to parent a teen ever. At least a third of our girls are depressed and have significant anxiety. There's no such thing as a perfect teen or a perfect mom. But that's not the whole story. It's important to look at what's being left out of the report card way of looking at things. Like love, grace, forgiveness, resiliency, growth, and compassion. It's time to burn the mom report card. Some of you may be hesitant to burn it up, thinking, how else will I make sense of how I'm doing as a mom? Great question. Instead of living in the constraints of the binary, good, bad, and completely unrealistic way of assessing what a life as a mom should look like, you start to see that your life is a story. You are living your mom's story. You can only make sense of your life as a mom when you see your life as a mom in the context of story. And there are many chapters to this mom story. You have lived some of these chapters, but there are many, many more chapters to come. There's been much written about the hero's journey for men. And we see that in so many movies. How many men walk around and question Am I a good dad or a bad dad? I really don't think they do that. And I think we can learn something from these men and start to view our journey as moms as our own heroine's journey. Some of the stages of the hero's journey for men is that you live in an ordinary world. You cross the threshold into a new world. There are tests, hardships, and ordeals to navigate through. And ultimately, you pass through difficult terrain and discover the reward or treasure for your efforts. Sounds like a mom's journey to me. How wonderful if we moms could leave the judgment out of our stories. If we expected it's normal that there are going to be tests, hardships, difficulties, and ordeals to navigate through. It's just a part of the journey. It's not that we cause these problems because we are bad moms. It's just expected. It's especially hard in the teenage years. These ordeals and difficulties are difficult enough. But on top of that, when we judge ourselves as moms, we take ourselves out. And what do I mean by that? Well, we get discouraged, depressed, anxious, and we can lose hope in ourselves. Think about those Disney movies or epic type of adventure movies. There is always a battle to fight. There is no illusion that they are in a perfect world or that it's their fault that life is hard. There is the expectation that there is danger and they have to navigate through it and protect the ones they love. Moms, in this culture, we can't waste any time worrying about if we are good or bad moms. We need to see the bigger story. We are warriors and we are fighting for ourselves, our family, and our teens. 
We have many enemies, and one of the biggest ones is the digital culture that our teens are getting swallowed up in. Our mom's story has many chapters. The introduction to this story is where you dreamed of getting married and having children. You dreamed of what it would be like to have a little girl or a little boy. But every mom who is listening to this podcast knows that quickly something goes awry with our ideal dream. Thinking back to my introduction chapter, I had such a beautiful dream. God brought me the perfect man, and we were going to travel the world and have a beautiful family. Well, we did travel, but six months after I gave birth, he met another woman. He ended up not being my perfect man and left me when my daughter was 15 months old. I felt like such a failure. I was raised Catholic. I was a marriage and family therapist. I felt like my book was over. But there was another chapter. And I know if I sat down with you, you have your own version of when your perfect story seemed to fall apart, be it a miscarriage or illness, untimely death, losing a job. But if we are living, there is another chapter. I love the chapters with my daughter in elementary school. She was my little bestie. I loved fun Fridays where my friend, Jenny, and I would take our girls and have weekly adventures. I love Sunday dinner with my parents. Each of our chapters have the fun and happy moments, the joy moments. And then there are the challenges we have to deal with that are universal to all moms. Like at that stage, how are we going to get everything done and still make time for ourselves? I think for most moms, those childhood years have their challenges for sure, but your daughter or son still values being close to you. They want your attention. They want to cuddle up with you on the sofa, and they want to do things with you. In those years, you complain to your friends that your daughter or your son keeps saying, Mom, 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 Mom. And then in the teenage years, you wish that she would call out your name. But she's busy in her room with the door closed. You finish the elementary years chapter, and then you turn the page to the middle school years. My daughter had her first period at nine years old and was five foot nine by the time she was in middle school and definitely had a much more grown up body than any of her friends. She started dancing when she was really little. As soon as she could run and twirl, she wore tutus and spun around on my living room rug. After she had watched Chitty Chitty Bang Bang, she called her dresses turnarounds, and that came from one of the songs in Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. My young daughter always dressed in princess gowns and dresses when she was young, and she'd say to me in those early years, Mom, why are you wearing those jeans? Please, Mom, with tears in her eyes, put on a dress. Actually, she said, put on a turnaround. And things change from chapter to chapter. So by the middle school years, my daughter was wearing jeans. She started really pursuing dance in middle school. And I think there is a time for moms that we are hoping our kids will be the next superstar. Like my daughter is going to dance on Broadway. My son is going pro with baseball or football. And that is the exciting part, seeing these gifts and abilities come to the surface in our teens. 
But that middle school chapter is also hard on your son or daughter, as it was when you were in middle school. And those years are hard on a mother's heart. This is where I see moms get sideswiped. We didn't see it coming. We think our sons and daughters won't be exposed to the adult issues quite yet. But then your daughter finds a porn site when she Googled Barbie. Kids start talking about vibrators in middle school, and your daughter looks that up. You caught your son or daughter texting. You find out your daughter vaped and that he stole a whiskey out of your liquor cabinet. And then our sons and daughters start hiding, stop calling our names, and spend more time in their rooms and on their phones. They want to be on Snapchat and TikTok. You reluctantly let them and find that they've been up half the night messaging their friends or playing video games. In the middle school years, you fear that you've lost your son or daughter forever. And then you turn the chapter to the high school years. It seems like your son or daughter has a little more common sense. They may not be so reactive. Many have found their tribe of friends. You see a little more maturity. You start seeing your son or daughter's sense of humor. Each chapter, including the middle school and high school years, have their high points, those cherished times. Often those are the ordinary moments. For me, it was when my daughter would hop on my bed, throw my little schnauzer Katie up there, and we would watch videos and catch up on the day. And I would quickly learn when my daughter left the home, I would miss those times desperately. There are the awesome moments where you witness your daughters evolving into more of an independent human being. It brings you great joy when she can master some tasks by herself, like studying on her own, hold down a part-time job, be an officer in a school club, get the lead in the high school musical. Seeing their gifts and abilities develop is such a privilege. There are the memories of their friends his friends, her friends, hanging around your house, the laughter, the silliness, the playfulness. And then there are the predictable developmental challenges that comes up that's typical for all teens. Like I tend to see 15-year-olds get really edgy with their parents when they get close to driving. They're so ready to have their independence. They can't wait to get their driver's license. Then there's the anxiety that hits junior year when all the pressure about grades in college become real. And always there is the battle over the phone. And the scary time for parents as teens start to drive and feel like they are invincible and old enough to party. There is a typical 18-year-old who tells their parent, I'm going to be on my own in six months. You can't tell me what to do. Each chapter brings joy, angst, worry, and frustration. And a lot of moms feel their mothering story is over when their child graduates from high school and moves out of the house. That when their son or daughter turns 18 and are legal adults, that your mothering book is done. Well, good news and bad news, your mothering job is not done. The truth is, moms feel a lot of pressure senior year because you want to feel like your teen is ready to be on their own. Every mom who is about to let their son or daughter go off to college are really conflicted. On one hand, you're ready for your teen to leave. I had a mom client tell me that her daughter, who was a senior, 
was being a total hornet. So we are ready for that hornet to leave the nest. But then another part of us sees that they are still immature. We see where they are missing adulting skills. We see their emotional immaturity and impulsiveness. I've heard parents say a thousand times, if they can't even clean their room, make a phone call, come home on time, manage their time, how can they go to college? I wrote my book, Dial Up the Dream, Make Your Daughter's Journey to Adulthood the Best for Both of You, because moms of seniors were feeling all this ambiguity about letting their teens go, and they thought there was something wrong with them. Moms, you are absolutely correct. Your 18-year-old son or daughter is still developmentally and neurologically immature. That prefrontal cortex is still undeveloped until 25 plus. The reality is we are sending immature brains to college. Another aspect of this story is that many moms feel that when their teens are going off to college, that it really is a death of the relationship. The end. The book is over. But it's not. It's just the end of another chapter. Many of you have not lived the next chapter, which is when your teen graduates and leaves home, be it college or a gap year or going to trade school. Like every other chapter, there are many treasures during these years and challenges and even setbacks. Your son or daughter is gone from your home, but not gone from your life. They still are depending on you for help and finances, tuition, car, and living expenses, and yet they are on their own. There are lots of challenges in these years, which was why, again, I wrote Dial Up the Dream. Like changing your role from monitor to consultant, finding a way to still have a close connection while letting your son or daughter have their independence, and how to handle setbacks when they don't go to class at their 60,000-plus tuition college Having old issues resurface like body images, anxiety, and depression, and what to do when they are not managing their life well, and their mental health and success are impacted. These are years when you are once again tempted to ask yourself, am I a good mom or bad mom when you see your child stumbling and falling towards adulthood? It's a steep learning curve for teens to go from you managing them to them managing themselves. The upside of this chapter is that now that you've let go of the monitoring, you can really start to enjoy them as a human being. So it's fun to hang out with them. They are often financially broke and are willing to go to dinner with you or take a trip with you. They have more empathy. They voluntarily share their struggles and what's going on in their life. But even this phase where your son or daughter are still dependent on you will come to an end. And there are so many more chapters. Your son or daughter will come to a place where they are independent of you. They'll find their people who they want to spend their life with. They will settle down in a city of their choice. They will start careers. They will start families of their own. Sandra Stanley, who was a guest on one of my podcasts, said that you want to parent with the relationship in mind. For one reason, the years that you have to spend with your adult children are a lot longer than the years when they lived under your roof. And here's the thing. The mom story has many chapters, but you can choose the through line, the themes that you want to flow through every chapter. I agree with Sandra Stanley. 
I wanted my through line to be parenting with a relationship in mind. As I was working on this podcast, my daughter called and just wanted to chat. There was no problem. There was no issue to deal with. She just wanted to connect and share what she was doing for the weekend. I listened to her stories, which of course I loved. And then she asked me, Mom, what are you doing this weekend? There were many chapters in my mom's story where my daughter never asked me anything about my life. She was absorbed in her life, which is where she should have been developmentally. But now she's an adult. Her brain is developed, and she has even more capacity for empathy, understanding, and connection. Last week in my Dial of the Dream book club, we focused on Chapter 8, The Mom Crisis, from Dial of the Dream. The purpose of this chapter was for moms to have self-compassion on the hard parts of their mothering journey, the trials, the tests, the ordeals, the betrayal, the heartache. It's important to own all parts of your story because you don't want to disown any part of the mom story, even the hard parts. In this safe group, moms spoke their truth about the pain, the discouragement, disappointment, the regrets, naming Your story is so important because this opens the door to forgive yourself and your son or daughter. Often our story as moms is minimized or dismissed by others. But even if no one gets your story, you can validate your own story and really feel compassion for this epic and difficult journey you've been on. I call this story the first draft. I hear many moms of teens feel that they have lost more than they have gained being a mom. But there's another chapter. The next chapter in my book, Dial Up the Dream, is called The Second Draft. The purpose of this chapter is that you see on the other side of all these difficulties that there really is a treasure and reward for the mothering years. You realize that you have gained way more than you lost. Despite the tears you've shed and the sleep you've lost and the sacrifices you've made. Yes, a big part of the treasure is seeing who your son or daughter has turned out to be and the friendship you can share. But you will also find that you are a better person. The fiery furnace has shaped character in you. You are more patient, stronger, more compassionate. You've done the impossible and are richer for it. You think, how hard could starting a business be, managing a team at work, after parenting an obstinate son or daughter? You may feel that there are no more chapters for just you. Or maybe you feel like you are stuck in a chapter and you can't move on to a new chapter. The truth is that there is more for you also. You are bigger than your mothering story. You have other dreams inside of you. Again, in Dial Up the Dream, I have a chapter called Reconnecting to You. Why? Because we can begin to think that all we are is our mothering story. The first step for you is to reconnect to yourself and to follow your preferences, follow your curiosity, and open up to the thought, there is more for me too. Right now, my mom is in her last chapter of her life. She is 90 and in the last stages of dementia. She doesn't have the capacity to tell her stories, 
So I am the keeper of the stories. Every Sunday, we drive around and I play old musicals like Oklahoma, The Music Man, Les Miserables, and The Sound of Music. My mom comes to life and sings. Oh, what a beautiful morning. And in those moments, I see glimpses of my mom while her mind quietly slips away. I sit with her on the back porch and my mom watches the squirrels, the cardinals, and feeds my dog, Lily, dog biscuits. My mom and I have had a lifetime together. I am blessed to have shared all my life stages with her. My daughter is in love with my mom. When she sees her, my daughter kneels next to my mom and tells her, Gran, I love you. When I sit with my mom, all I feel is love. And even though she is 90, it will break my heart when she passes. My mom and I have shared a sacred story, a messy story, an imperfect story. My mom has had the biggest impact on my life. And she definitely would have never known that when I was in high school. It's so helpful to know where you are in the mom story and to have a long-term perspective and that you have a sacred story with your son or daughter. Moms, you may be in the middle of the battle with your son or daughter, but take heart. That chapter will come to an end, and there will be another chapter. Mom, you are on an epic journey. Burn that mom report card. Parent with the relationship in mind, always choose love over judgment. This concludes this week's episode of Power Your Parenting Moms with Teens podcast. If this podcast has been helpful, I would absolutely love it if you could go to Apple Podcasts and leave a five-star review. This makes it easier for other moms like you to find the support and encouragement they need. Also, my award-winning best-selling books, Dial Down the Drama, Reducing Conflict, Reconnecting with Your Teenage Daughter, And my newest release book, Dial Up the Dream, Making Your Daughter's Journey to Adulthood the Best for Both of You. You can find both of these books wherever books are sold. And you can find other great resources and contact me at ColleenOGrady.com. And that has two L's and two E's. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.